Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this podcast. And today, one of our listeners writes in, they have a great question, and the question is this. How was there peace on earth at Jesus' birth? What a great question. After, after giving the shepherds the good news of the gospel in Luke 2, the angel punctuated his proclamation with praise. He, he didn't do this alone. Luke uh, 2, 13-14 says this. There was uh, with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is a third Christmas carol in the Gospel of Luke. Like the others, it was spoken of rather than sung, and yet it was written in a poetic form uh, that has often been set to music. And like the other lyrics, it's commonly known by its first words in Latin, Gloria in Ecclesia Deo, glory to God in the highest. And what makes this song so different uh, from the others that it's sung by a chorus of angels? It was not a hymn that rose up from the earth, but an anthem that came down from heaven. And for this reason, the Gloria is given a fuller revelation of the true divine glory of Jesus Christ. God the Son had, had always enjoyed the adoration of the angels from eternity past. Those sinless creatures had worshipped him with perpetual praise. But now God was sending his Son into the world where he would be despised and rejected under death for the salvation of a lost and a fallen race. This this was the most glorious demonstration that God ever made by of his grace. And therefore, it was only right for him to receive the, the highest praise. In fact, in the words of J.C. Ryle, he says this, Now is come the highest decree of the glory of God by the appearing of his Son, Jesus Christ, in the world, he by his life and death on the cross will glorify God's attributes, justice, holiness, mercy, wisdom, as they were never glorified before. Now imagine what joy it must have been to, to sing in that angelic choir. The skies opened up and the countless chorus streamed from the courts of heaven, an army of angels revealed in all of its glory. They were singing in a new venue, praising God on earth as they had always done in heaven. Now imagine what joy they had in going out in the middle of the night and scaring people half to death with the glory of God. They were also singing in a new key, praising God for his grace to sinners. Uh, Imagine what joy they had in worshiping the newborn Christ and saying, Glory to God. God was highly glorified in sending his Son to be our Savior. The the Christmas angel saw this glory and revealed it to the shepherds so we could see it too. And then, and then the angels pronounced a benediction that the coming of Christ was not just for the glory of God, but also for the, the good of humanity. And so after giving glory to God in the highest, they proclaimed peace on earth. And what a contrast this was to the kind of peace that the Romans had to, to offer. This, this story that began with the decree from Caesar Augustus, it reminds us that this was the age of the Pax Romana, when, when the Romans often praised their emperor for bringing peace on earth. But you see, this peace came at a dreadful cost. 
Nations were subjugated and plundered. People were ensnared. The, the poor were oppressed. There were, there were peace and prosperity for some, fear and poverty for others. And in fact, according to Arondo Mamalondo, Caesar gave peace as long as it was consistent with the interests of the empire and the myth of his own glory. In fact, even those who had outward peace in Roman times did not have rest for their souls. The famous Stoic philosopher Epictetus, a contemporary of Luke, observed that while the emperor may give peace from war on land and sea, he's unable to give peace from passion, from grief, and from envy. He cannot give peace of heart, for for which man yearns more than even uh, for outward peace, nor could the emperor offer peace with God, which is the most necessary peace of all. And now a new king was born, and with his birth the angels pronounced peace on earth, peace like the Hebrew word shalom, total peace for the whole person. This means peace with God, first of all, and until we have peace with God, we cannot have any true peace at all. Our sins cry out against us, and <coughs> and, and we're afraid to die because, you see, deep down we know that we deserve judgment. But you see, Jesus came to give us peace with God by paying the penalty that our sins deserve. And the Bible says that in Christ, God was making peace by the blood of his cross in Colossians 1.20. And once we have peace with God, we can have peace with one another by the power of his Holy Spirit. We no longer have to push to get our way, but we can wait for God to work. It's the work of Christ to bring into all human relations, wrote Norvell Goodenhus in his commentary on the Gospel of Luke, into man's relation to God, to himself, his own feelings, his desires, and the like, to his own circumstances, that is, his calamities and trials, and to his fellow men, according to Christ. Uh, is honored and given admission to human lives, so to that extent, the peace on earth to which he came to bring becomes a glorious actuality. And in, and in so far as people live outside of him, the earth remains a state of disorder and strife without real peace. Uh, you see, this peace is not for everyone. It's only for the people <coughs> whom God has chosen to bless. The glory is often taken as a promise of universal salvation, but we need to understand that that the words here say, peace on earth, good will to men. But as surprising as it may seem, this song actually teaches the doctrine of election. Its wording is essential. Uh, Luke 2.14 says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. According to Daryl Bach, who has written the definitive commentary on Luke, the phrase with whom he is pleased is almost a technical phrase in the first century Judaism for God's elect, those on whom God has poured out his favor, he says. So that the peace of God, according to his sovereign pleasure, the shepherds are the perfect example. They did not choose God. God chose them. They had to respond in faith, but it was by the sovereign grace of God they heard the good news. As one missionary studied this verse, he struggled to translate it into his native tongue. The term peace was incredibly difficult because there was no equivalent in the local language. But with the help of his assistant, he finally came up with the translation that captured the heart of this verse when he wrote in a 2001 newsletter from the Wycliffe Bible Translators, God in heaven is just so good, so the people who live in this world, if God's heart is happy with them, then their fear is all gone now. Their fear is all gone now. 
that this is one of the happiest results of the Savior's birth. When we come to God through faith in Jesus Christ, we have real peace. But we do not always gain the full benefit of that peace because sometimes we forget to trust God for it. But as we trust in him, he gives us peace. You see, we do not need to be anxious about the future. We do not need to be afraid of, of what people will think. We, we do not need to even try to solve our problems on our own. We, we do not need to worry about how God will provide for us. We do not need to despair if we lose what we love. All we need to do is trust God, and he will give us peace because of Christ. I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.